Z Sports. I'm Zach Bingham. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter. This is A to Z Sports Mornings brought to you by BetMGM. Promo code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet up to $1,000. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. We love our title sponsor, BetMGM. Can't forget about our presenting sponsors, including Farm Bureau Health Plans, FBHP.com slash A to Z. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans. They got you locked and loaded. They help me. They can help you. The Bone and Joint Institute, don't fumble on your recovery. They've got multiple locations across the Middle Tennessee area. They can help you get back up to speed with your injury. And Wilson County Hyundai, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. I talk about the Palisade, the Sonata, the Elantra, your perfect bacon model right there at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. All right, Sam, you know, with all the things that have happened over the last couple of days, Titans, Bucks, you had Traylon Burks come in, have a great day yesterday, and then get banged up a little bit on that play as we talked through that on yesterday's show. And then he comes back. Sam, give the the fine folks at home a little update on what you saw from Traylon Burks yesterday. You know, we, we want to end, right? If we start a story, we want to follow up on a story. So what was the update on Burks yesterday? I think it was a net positive day for Traylon. It was just nice to see him out there, really. Uh, he, he was out. He was in pads participating in practice. Uh, he had like a leg compression sleeve on his left leg, which was new. So uh, still not really a ton of detail on what the injury is, if he's dealing with a knee or a hamstring, but he definitely had some sort of thing going on there. Uh, he was about half in, half out during individual periods, but did participate in one-on-ones and seven-on-sevens for the Titans against the Bucks DBs. And I thought he looked pretty good. He won most of his reps. He caught a couple touchdowns from Ryan Tannehill in the seven-on-seven period. No real sign of him in 11-on-11. And then any of the individual drills that required a lot of sharp cutting motions, things like that, he also sat out of. But uh, nice to see him out there and moving around. At least makes you feel like it's not serious. Now the hope, Zach, is that it's minor enough that we're able to see him tomorrow because we had a little bit of an underwhelming performance, according to all the Titans coaches, from Traylon last week. And you just want to see him get more reps. You want to see him like getting more separation as a wide receiver, getting worked into the offense and more confidence. So I want to see him tomorrow. And while it was great to see him out there at practice, and I thought he looked pretty good for what he did, he has to play Saturday. He needs the reps. He needs to be more involved. So that's my that's my Traylon Burks update. We'll see where he's at tomorrow. No, it's a great update. And I, my gut, and this is my personal opinion, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play yes, uh, tomorrow. I Maybe agree with you yeah. uh, with he needs to. He needs the reps. But I think that they're going to play it safe. I think – I don't know what the injury is, right? I already banged up. I don't know if it's a bruise, a, you know, contusion. I don't know, right? But it sounded like they felt like he needed the reps in practice yesterday uh, to put him out there. And look, there was there was a gate on him, right? He didn't go full steam uh, like he did day one. Uh, but that will be a storyline leading up to tomorrow night's game to see if he dresses, to see if he's inactive, or to see if he has a couple of plays. But I I bet you, notoriously, they're playing him conservative. But he's a rookie, right, Sam? That you know, Rookies are different than seasoned vets. I mean, it's that's been the balance of the Titans so far. Like you said, with Traylon, they have leaned towards, let's play it safe with him. Let's make sure he's healthy. Let's get him back to 100%. You don't want to risk anything with him. But at the same time, he wasn't really around this summer for minicamp and for rookie minicamp. And he kind of came in a little bit behind the eight ball in some respects to training camp. And while he's had a good training camp in some practices, he's a rookie that they still want to get up to speed in the offense. And with as many guys have taken advantage of opportunities that you have in the Titans offense and defense, you don't want to see Traylon missing opportunities. So I agree with you that, that, that is Probably top two, top three storyline tomorrow walking into Nissan Stadium is where is 16 and does he have his jersey on? Well, I think the number one storyline heading into tomorrow leads us right into what we we're going to talk about, what Vrabel said yesterday, which we'll hear, and that is the backup quarterback position. Ryan Tannehill is the starter. 
He's always been the starter all, all offseason. He's going into this season as the starter. But against the Ravens last Thursday night, he made some waves with Malik Willis starting his play, his highlight run, his touchdown, where he was going to the sidelines and he ended up in the end zone, right? Now, there was also some criticism of him not throwing the football maybe as much as Mike Vrabel wanted as they trotted him back out to start the second half and then immediately pulled him for Logan Woodside. What's going to happen on Saturday night? I think that's something that Titans fans, I think, are eagerly awaiting. Let's talk about Woodside first, and then let's talk about who's going to start. Mike Vrabel was at the podium yesterday and was asked about Woodside's rep being reps being decreased because in years past, he's been the number two guy, right? There hasn't been a third-round draft pick that has a lot of buzz around him. This is what Vrabel said when asked about Woodside's decreased reps yesterday. Why is the rep count decreased for Logan? Because, uh, you know, I just think that we have to continue um, to, to, to develop uh, Malik in this system. And... I, I we've had conversations with Logan about you know his opportunity to compete, but I also feel like um, you know we have to we have to try to see you know how quickly we can bring Malik along, and um, I think that would be the reason why. That's a very honest answer from Mike Vrabel. Uh, Mike Vrabel is a character, and a character in the sense of sometimes he will just be completely open, honest, and, and forthright with you. And sometimes he'll play the coaching games where he's unavailable. We're not, you know, we're not going to tell you anything. So you caught him on a day right there, and we'll hear variable here again in a second. But your reaction on how, and I know this is the first year that you've covered the team, but you've learned a lot just in the last couple of weeks of training camp and how the Titans work and how they've approached things. That answer on Woodside was that surprising to you, or does that make a lot of sense? Well, I think the candor was surprising to me. As you said, you know, Mike has traditionally played a lot of this very close to the vest with, you know, how how much information he's going to give you to it. But, you know, it doesn't surprise me because it's clear on the practice field at this point. Like, like you, you mentioned it, the decrease in reps with Woodside is what started that conversation but it's been pretty obvious when you watch the Titans take the field for full 11 on 11s that it goes Ryan Tannehill's group, Malik Willis's group, Ryan Tannehill's group, sometimes Malik Willis again, and then Logan Woodside goes. So there's an intentional uh, kind of push from the Titans coaching staff to get more reps to Malik. And it would make sense that right now their priority is not can backup quarterback Logan Woodside take reps in a preseason game? It's can backup quarterback and potential franchise quarterback Malik Willis develop in our system? And can we give him enough reps on the practice field to, you know, catalyze that process a little bit? So we saw one side of Vrabel. Here's the other side of Vrabel. When asked if he has decided who will start, at backup or start uh, on Saturday against the Buccaneers. Have you made a decision on who's starting at quarterback on Saturday night? No. I'm going to try to digest this practice and um, make that decision. Chance that maybe you, you, you want to look at Malik again and see how he Sure. Abs- of course. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we went through with a plan last, last week and, you know, went through a plan to, to say, hey, we're going to put you back out there in the second half. like to see you execute some things. Um, he didn't, and so we deferred to, to Logan. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to give everybody here that's earned opportunities opportunities, uh, and, and he absolutely has. And you know, just want to digest this practice and you know figure out a plan, um, you know, for the game. All right, Mike Vrabel on who or who will not start tomorrow night against the Bucks as the Titans were in all navy blue against Tampa in their second preseason game, thanks to Jim Wine and that Bridgers report. Here's the question we're going to ask you. This is not the chat. This is not Sam. This is not Zach. Who do you think Mike Vrabel will start at quarterback tomorrow night? Malik Willis or Logan Woodside? It's not who do you think should. Who do you think your your brother thinks or your cousin? No. Who do you think Mike Vrabel 
will start at quarterback tomorrow. Will this be an equal opportunity? Will Logan Woodside get his shot, or will it be back-to-back starting games from Malik Willis? We'll go to the chat, but first, I do want to tell you guys about something near and dear to my heart. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans. FBHP.com slash A to Z. Better coverage, better rates, better service. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. That is Farm Bureau Health Plans. I switched earlier this year, and man, am I glad that I did. I had a teledoc conference a few months ago when I was sick with the flu. They gave me a prescription right over the phone. I didn't have to get anybody else infected. I stayed in the comfort of my own home sick. Then I got better because I got prescription medicine right because they have a free teledoc conference, and it was free because it was a part of my plan. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. You can take advantage of their services by switching today and you can switch on over after the show to your app store and download the BetMGM app at ATOZ or promo code ATOZ Sports is where you need to get it locked in. They're hooking you up. New users use that promo code, and you know what day it is. It's Friday, Sam. So that means a BetMGM no run first inning Friday. Bet any Major League Baseball game to have no runs in the first inning and get up to $25 back if only one run is scored in the first. They're hooking you up. That's an existing user deal. So it's a no-run uh, Friday right there on BetMGM. Download the app today. All right, Sam, I'm going to send you to the chat. I It may be overwhelming with the same answer, but what do we have? Is it uh, Willis or is it Woodside based on the opinion of what Mike Vrabel is going to do? The chat is probably as one-sided as I've seen it, kind of tuning in and being on the show here. It's Malik Willis, according to the chat. Eric says Malik Willis. Steven says Malik Willis. Sin City Titan, Willis. John Foster, Malik. Jay Sean says Malik Willis. Justin says Willis. Sean says, of course, Malik. Uh, Tank Sinatra said Malik. He said it already. Nate John says Music City, Malik will start. I'm having a hard time even finding a Woodside answer right here. Justin, this is a good point here. They know what they have. Here we go. Will Dodson says Woodside. Woodside will be the starting quarterback for Mike Vrabel. All right, so Dodson's the the lone survivor right there for Woodside. Here, Dave. Dave is Woodside. Uh, Daryl is Woodside here. But an overwhelming majority for Malik Willis Keep in mind, it's what you said, Zach. It's who will Mike Vrabel start? Not who do you want to see. Who will Mike Vrabel start? Zach, what are your thoughts? Is it Malik Willis or Logan Woodside tomorrow night? So I I think the reason why we ask this question is because Logan Woodside didn't play great against the Ravens. One of the reasons was because of Logan Woodside. And I think the other reason was his surrounding pieces, right? He had a turnstile offensive line because it was late in the first preseason game. Wide receivers. I mean, you're playing with backups on backups on backups and practice squad guys. And, you know, that's just the role that you play. And, and Logan Woodside, you know, he, he's, he shouldn't be given anything. You've got to earn it. Sam, here's my opinion. I think that the Titans, and this is a good thing, I think the Titans were pleasantly surprised with how good Malik Willis is now I think he has a long way to go I still think he's a project I still think he has to work on accuracy you know I've talked some I've talked to some people within the building and I think they are they love what Malik Willis brings to the team his personality his mindset he's charismatic he is a leader and he's learning from Ryan Tannehill but sometimes you know He'll be throwing at a, a standstill target. And and you've seen it, Sam, right? It's, yeah, I mean. It, he doesn't hit the target. It's pretty regular in practice, to be honest. You know, we, we talk in practice on the sidelines sometimes about, like, if you're a fan out there that wants Malik Willis to be the Titans starting quarterback, please just watch one practice. And, and, and you will see. His, not really him not be ball. him not be ready yeah him not be ready uh so it is obvious and and there are is a lot to work on but like you said i think everybody was a little bit surprised at how productive malik willis was able to be in baltimore while not necessarily 
being as poised or as precise as Mike Vrabel and the coaches would have wanted him to. Cause you had all those complaints about, well, he needs to throw the football. He needs to find the open guy, valid, valid points. And he made a lot of throws that weren't his best throws. And he still had a very, very productive first half of football and outperformed Logan Woodside in uh, most aspects of the game. Yeah. Well, let's hear, I'm going to give my answer. I'm going to hear Mike Vrabel for those that are just piling in. This is what Mike Vrabel how he answered when asked about who was going to start tomorrow night. Have you made a decision on who's starting a quarterback on Saturday night? No. I'm going to try to digest this practice and um, make that decision. Chance that maybe you, you, look, you want to look at Malik again and see how he Sure, abs- Of course. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we went through with a plan last, last week and you know, went through a plan to, to say, hey, we're going to put you back out there in the second half. like to see you execute some things. Um, he didn't, and so we deferred to, to Logan. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to give everybody here that's earned opportunities opportunities, uh, and, and he absolutely has. And you know, just want to digest this practice and you know figure out a plan, um, you know, for the game. So my answer to the question is what I actually tweeted: You draft to play, not to sit. That's it. You draft guys to play them. And this is this is when you do play them, right? Malik Willis is if Ryan Tannehill starts all 17 games this year, Malik Willis, you know, the only time that he would play is in a unique situation, a wildcat formation, uh, a trick play, which I do think that they need to throw a wrinkle in because he's dynamic. But you know, it's like the the and this is may outdate you, Sam, but if you go way, 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 way back. Tim Tebow's freshman year at Florida, Chris Leak was the starter, but they sprinkled in Tebow because they knew they had something special. Now, Tebow went on to be, in my opinion, the greatest college quarterback ever to play. I mean, he was unbelievable. But they didn't just throw him out there. And so this is the time you can. You start Malik Willis. I believe Mike Vrabel will start Malik Willis. I believe John Robinson wants Malik Willis to start. And if I'm Amy Adams Strunk and I'm – I'm writing the checks. I want to see what you just drafted, right? I want to sell some jerseys. And how you sell jerseys is you got guys on the field. I guarantee their jersey sells. Look, I'm a businessman at heart, okay? I like broadcasts. I like all this stuff. I'm a businessman. You, we do all this stuff to make money. It's not like there's fun involved. You set yourself up for success. The Titans are a business, you go out there and you see what Malik Willis has to, 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 to offer. You start him, especially, and here's my last, my last reason. You're at home. People pay good, hard money not to see Logan Woodside. <laughs> they they, they want to see Malik Willis scramble around and make plays. That It's Malik Willis. Yeah, no, it's going to be Malik Willis. Whether Mike Vrabel wants to say it or not, Willis is the starter for all the reasons that you said, Zach. And and even more on top of it that I'll go right now, like I get the vibe when when you talk about the backup quarterback position. I'm not even just saying with with who's going to start tomorrow. I'm saying with the whole backup competition in general. Mike Vrabel just told you. And you said it when you said you draft to play. They are giving Malik Willis every opportunity in practice. They are going to give Malik Willis every opportunity in the game because they're invested into this guy. And they want him to win the job. And while they are at times frustrated with him and frustrated that he won't throw the ball or do the things that Mike Vrabel wants him to do, at his worst, like we might have seen in Baltimore, he was still more productive than Logan Woodside. He has a game-changing athletic ability that the Titans don't have in Ryan Tannehill, and they certainly don't have in Logan Woodside, which changes your offense. I don't think he's grabbed the bull by its horns yet, but if you're the Titans, you would be foolish not to give him every opportunity to do so because you can't look at a third-round rookie quarterback and say he's a project who we have to work on all these things on and then not give him the opportunity to prove it. And like you said, this is the only time you're going to get to see him play, and you might get to see him play against better defenders 
starting him. That's it. That's the conversation. Hometown fans, home games, jersey sales, you know, Miss Amy, John Robinson, yes. But this is a guy that you have to give opportunity to develop because he needs to develop. And like Mike said about practice reps, they feel like they need to develop him in the system. Then there's no reason he shouldn't be your starting quarterback against the Bucks. All right, Sam, what's the number one thing that Malik Willis has to develop? If he's going to get an opportunity to play in the next two preseason games, what, in your opinion, you've seen him, you've been live from training camp, what's the number one thing, not two, not three, not four, not five, number one that Malik Willis, in your eyes, and your mind, has to develop? Decision-making, and not in terms of a turnover perspective. While that's super important and important to the Titans, it is quick progressions, quick decisions in the pocket, deliver the football from the pocket. That makes your legs that much more dangerous. And right now Malik is just holding the ball too long. I watch him in practice and even in 50 second, one timeout, go get a field goal drills. It's taken him 10 seconds to throw the football. You can't have that in the NFL. You, you know, athleticism can get you so far, but that minute that he gets, as Roy says up here, pocket composure, that's the moment he takes the next step, right? It, it's it's what Kyle says, throw to the open man. I group that together. It, it is don't be so quick to try and run and get out of there, right? He has this he has this, t- this timer in his head right now that goes off just a little bit too soon. I want to see him stay in there, deliver the football into traffic or not be afraid of a pass rush. And as soon as he gets that down, teams are in trouble because you can't game plan like, his improvisation is there. We know it's there. It's that next step of that, that make doing the little things right from the pocket that will allow him to take the next step. I'm not worried about accuracy. I'm not worried about the arm strength. I'm not even worried about, you know, turnovers. That's going to happen with a guy that has such a big arm, like Malik Willis, he craves the big play and he's going to go out there and try and make the big play. And he's going to he's going to commit turnovers, but then he's going to commit a whole lot of big plays. And I think the positive will outweigh the negative. But that starts in the pocket and it starts with quick, clean decisions and delivering the ball to the open guy. Yeah, so I am probably a little bit concerned with his accuracy. I am, but I haven't seen enough of it. Right. Because he didn't throw the ball. What my optimism is that he is going to be a hybrid. I mean, this is my optimism. He could become a hybrid of, you know, what we've seen of the new age quarterback of Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is on a whole nother level because his accuracy level on the run when he uses his athleticism is still at an all time high, which is, I mean, it's unique. You can't, I mean, it's, it's an anomaly. You don't see that, right? I mean, that's Patrick Mahomes, but we're seeing these young quarterbacks though, that's what I I but they're all good throwers. Joe Burrow passes the football very very well. He's probably one of the most accurate quarterbacks even in his short career. Justin Herbert, he is accurate. We've seen that. Josh Allen, who struggled early with throwing high, right? But he settled into his own because they had better surrounding pieces. I'm going to bring up and people are going to get, you know, upset because I bring it up pretty I'm just going to say A.J. Brown, all right, it's done, A.J. Brown. The reason why I bring A.J. Brown into this mix is because Philadelphia is doing – they're like three years ahead of Malik Willis, right? Jalen Hurts, I feel, is a very easy comp to Malik Willis. Now, you hope Malik Willis turns out a lot better than Jalen Hurts, but what Philadelphia – I like like Jalen Hurts now. I like the upside. You like him, though. You don't love him. I, th- I think I could love him. I, I could but you love don't. Him. <laughs> but you don't. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Right? You're not getting down on a knee yet, Sam. You don't love him. You like him. You're still dating. You're still yeah. boyfriend and girlfriend, but you don't love him. And that's Philadelphia is the same way. Where you're, we're going to look at Philly, and we're going to see they're in a situation, and their fans would tell you the same thing, is they, they don't know either. They like him. They don't love him. Because – can he throw? Can he be accurate? Can he trust his arm? Can they do what is required in the offense? And they have an offensive-minded head coach, right? Now, what are you going to do? You're going to surround him with pieces that are indestructible, right? Uh, First-round pick in Devontae Smith. 
unbelievable talent, right? Heisman Trophy winner. Oh, now we're going to trade for A.J. Brown. Well, there's no excuses now. Malik Willis, and this is a three-year down the road, you don't want the Titans to get into that situation. You want to figure out and groom Malik Willis now so he starts to throw throw to Robert Woods and Traylon Burks and Austin Hooper and NWI and the receivers that you are and Kyle Phillips, the receivers that you already have on the roster. So you don't get in a position where you're kind of forcing a quarterback's hand on the pressure that you've surrounded because it's money. A hundred dollar so a hundred million dollar wide receiver in AJ Brown. And Devontae Smith will soon be a hundred million dollar wide receiver. It's just a matter of time, right? That I think I look at Willis and I like that the Titans are trying to get ahead of that. Mm. And Saturday is another way to get ahead of it by starting him. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I would say too, when you when you make the Jalen Hurts comp as a guy that you could potentially compare Malik Willis to, the reason why I feel good about like about Malik in the Titans offense if Ryan Tannehill goes down and Malik Willis has to come in things are going to change very quickly in terms of your style of offense but the one thing the Titans have that none of these other teams with uber athletic quarterbacks have is the best running back in football and when you talk about Malik Willis and needing to be, you know, more consistent in the pocket, but understanding his athleticism, Zach, during practice, he has scored a lot of touchdowns in live 11 on 11 on keepers, play action, bootlegs, design rollouts. He is fast. And if you give him in a couple yards of room because you bite on the handoff, he's going to kill you with his speed around the edge. And he's not playing with Derrick Henry yet. And adding a guy like that who has the big arm talent with Derrick Henry, we're now all of a sudden, what do you do if you're an opposing defense? What do you do if you're a front seven? You can't crash on the run because you've got a guy that runs a 4-4, sprinting full speed to the outside with an arm that he can throw at 60 yards if your coverage collapses. So that's the Malik Willis factor with Derrick Henry. And if I'm the Titans too, I want to try and get Malik Willis ready to be your quarterback before Derrick Henry's time in the National Football League is wrapping up because he's got too many, too much tread on his tires. Uh, so I, I would say that's, I mean, look at, look at teams that have great running backs too. Indianapolis has Jonathan Taylor. They've had Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers. They have a bunch of statues back there that can't run behind him and it makes their offense one, like one dimensional in, in a lot of ways. So that is what Malik Willis can bring to the Titans table. You just have to make sure that he's the pot, the passer that has the rapport with Burks and, and the rapport with Wiz that you need to. But I don't even think you need a ton. You just need him to be competent in the pocket and let the athleticism and the playmaking take over because you can't, you cannot plan for 440 around the edge and Derrick Henry running straight at you between the tackles. Yeah, and it may extend Derrick Henry's tenure as a Titan, right? Running backs have a short, short career, especially in today's age. There are some unique running backs that like Adrian Peterson that extend their career. Be curious to see once it's all said and done, what Derrick Henry does and how long he plays for the Tennessee Titans. Malik Willis could impact that. I think that's a good point. All right. Fight or flight. That's what they say. Do you fight or do you flight? Well, Leonard Fournette, and Jeffrey Simmons, they fight. they fight. Our guy Sam, who was there live yesterday at Titans practice, is going to tell us what went down in yesterday's fight. Put him up. Put him up. Get ready. We're going to break that down, and uh, and Sam's going to tell us the details of what went on. We'll hear Mike Vrabel's uh, version of what he thought about the fight, which is pretty funny and uh, entertaining. But first, we are going to tell you guys about our great presenting sponsor, Wilson County Hyundai. It's where you need to go to get your next ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They've got the Palisade. They've got the Sonata. They've got the Elantra. They've got you covered with your perfect make and model. You've just got to go find it. Payne Bone and his team can hook you up with a great ride. A great ride. And it's a quick trip down I-40 exit 236. That's right there. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget about BetMGM. They're hooking you up 
with promo code ATOZ Sports. And as I said, it is no run first inning Fridays. Bet MGM, Major League Baseball game. If you, there is no runs and you bet on it in the first inning, you get up to $25 back if only one run is scored in the first. So a little insurance there on but Bet I, MGM. Well, yeah, where are the Braves fans at? Houston right? tonight, Lance McCullers going against Kyle Wright. That's a pitching matchup. If you're a baseball fan, if you're a Braves fan, I, I'm keeping my eye on that. No runs first inning. I'm just there's a lot of good pitching matchups tonight across Major League Baseball. There you go. Get get a little action on that. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older in Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as a non-withdrawable free bet or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from insurance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. All right, Sam. Hit us with it. What happened yesterday? A brouhaha. I got texts, okay, from people <laughs> that and, – and let me disclose. Video was not allowed during this period that the fight broke out because the fight was at the very end of practice. But it started with Leonard Fournette, and I'll let you tell us the rest. Yes. Yeah, so, so we're finishing practice, Zach, and, and the last – period of practice right like the last simulation that we're running here is both offenses on the field you get three plays each of them are last play of the game type simulations two seconds on the clock and they did one from the 15 one from the 10 one from the five working on a must score push the ball to the end zone the titans defense was out to, to end practice and from the five yard line uh they you know, threw the ball, and I, I believe it was – I don't think it was Fournette with the ball, but coming right to the pylon, Caleb Farley puts a hit on the Bucks running back, knocks him out of bounds. The Titans defense wins the period. They blow the horn. Practice is over. Everybody kind of starts heading towards the media area, and all of a sudden you start seeing a little bit of, of pushing, a little bit of yelling going on, and it was Simmons – Jeffrey Simmons and Leonard Fournette kind of wrapped up with each other. I saw Kevin Byard from my angle go and try and grab Fournette and get him out of the way and try and, you know, separate it before it became a thing. And then all of a sudden you just see a haymaker coming over the top from Fournette, knocks Jeffrey Simmons in the helmet, and, yeah, all hell breaks loose at that point. A, a big mob, uh, everybody running in to get involved. Even Mike Vrabel was, like, in the middle of it trying to break things up while everybody else is trying to get involved. Uh, and the players very quickly ran inside uh, and got separated. But not usually uh, a unusual site for, for joint practices. These little, you know, these fights or arguments or shoving matches are pretty common but a punch thrown to the helmet and to Jeffrey Simmons. Not sure that's the best plan if you're Leonard Fournette, but things things got chippy at the end, and I wouldn't be surprised to see some of it uh, bleed over into the game. Mike Vrabel, what do you think? Be able to not do dumb shit that hurts the team. I would say that that's an example of that. You guys are all writing about what that is. That's what that would be. We've heard it before. Don't do dumb stuff to hurt the team, right? And that was the PG version. I, here's what I think happened. And this is based on what you guys had said uh, during practice. I'm not saying Fournette is at fault, right? Because he threw the punch, right? He was the first guy to throw. And now there's too many people watching the fight. Usually it's the second guy that gets caught, right? But not when you've got tons of media members, right? When you're in a high school brawl, it's always the second guy, right? It's not the first guy that throws a punch. It's the second guy that the teacher walks up and sees, right? But when you have, you know, 100 media members surrounding all just like paying attention to what's going on, you can't not get caught. What I think is this is a boiling point, and you can confirm or deny this. It sounded like Jeffrey Simmons was dominating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the last 48 hours. And Jeffrey Simmons, in the process of dominating the Bucs, was telling the Bucs that he was dominating them. I think it came to a head. Once somebody just keeps jawing at you after they keep whipping your ass, you get tired of it. And I think Leonard Fournette at the end got tired of it. 
I, I mean, I saw that with a lot of different people. Jalen Darden, wide receiver for the Buccaneers, was going against Christian Fulton. And I he made a couple catches at one point in time. And he kept just letting Fulton know, letting Fulton know. And Fulton had had a really good day covering him. And Christian Fulton's a mild-mannered guy. I saw him at one point just go up and, and, you know, give him a piece of his mind as well. And the two of them almost went at it. But, yeah, I agree. Jeffrey Simmons was eating up, in the words of my tweet that I put out, the Buccaneers' offensive line. He was in their backfield all day. Stops at the line of scrimmage, a couple deflected passes, sack after sack bringing the pressure, and I think it finally got to uh, the point where enough of uh, Big Jeff's trash talk kind of set Leonard Fournette over the edge, and, uh, of course, uh, tensions boiled over. And, look, LSU doesn't like Mississippi State. Mississippi State doesn't like LSU. Maybe there is some some of that back-channeling there, too, right? Here's my ifs and buts, beers and nuts question. Do you think that happens if Tom Brady's there? Yes, because it happened last year when Tom Brady was there. In the sense of? Well, Antonio Brown was throwing punches last year at at, uh, Chris Jackson, and, you know, a a big thing ensued last year. So I'm not sure sure Tom Brady's involved, and they make sure 12 stays about as far away from that as possible. But Leonard Fournette, too, Zach, is a guy that has been – notorious for getting into these type of of interactions i i I noted down 11 25 2018 he received a suspension for throwing haymakers at the bills when he was with the jaguars in the words of the nfl i heard kevin byard coming off the field with jeffrey simmons they ran past the media following the fight and kevin byard said didn't he try and do the same thing last year didn't he try and do the same thing last year they know that this guy likes to uh, talk and he likes to get a little chippy. And Jeffrey Simmons is a guy, I know Mike Vrabel doesn't want to see it and says, don't do dumb stuff to hurt the team. Jeffrey Simmons is not putting up with that. You mess with the wrong dude. You swing at Jeffrey Simmons, he's going to come back at you and he's probably going to teach you a lesson. I don't hate him getting involved. And I certainly don't hate the Titans teammates, you know, backing him up and getting in there to defend their guy, especially in a situation where Fournette threw the first punch. Mike Rabel said what he has to say, you know, personal fouls, different things like that. That's a situation, as you said, in a game where the second guy could get, you know, flagged. You could cost your team 15 yards in a big spot there. But I, I don't hate it. And, and Jeffrey Simmons is just not going to tolerate it, especially not from Leonard Fournette. I think I said the Brady comment because uh, they're going up against – Kyle Trask and Blaine Gabbert. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, if Brady, if Brady you know, burns you on a seam route, scores about four touchdowns, which I've seen live and in person when he was with the Patriots, I, you know, you just – you kind of be a little bit more quiet. It doesn't mean you're yeah. not whooping up on your opponent. I think that – but you brought up very good points. I, I, I agree with those. Fournette is notorious for that. And, you know, that's the reason why – now, a lot of people don't work out in Jacksonville, but – you know, number five overall pick should work out uh, at running back, and he was released, right? They just had to cut ties. And, you know, the Bucks found his second, you know, breath of, of his career, and he's done pretty well so far. Um, he's got to stay healthy at hamstring injuries last year, but, you know, it's it, it also – you're it's expected. I think I, I said that even before camp started, that these – these joint practices, you you just get pinup testosterone. You just you're pissed off, and you finally get somebody that you don't really know that you can swing at, right? So uh, that's a look good breakdown of that fight. Let's move on to Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley, as what you briefed me with yesterday before the show, you told me started out okay, pretty good, and then yesterday or two days ago, excuse me, day one. His practice slowly started to get worse and worse and worse. Overall, Caleb Farley did not have a great day one of the joint practice. What did you see yesterday? Did he dumb and dumber and totally redeem himself? Or did he play the same? I don't want to say he totally redeemed himself, but he certainly had a big bounce back. Uh, The reason I say he didn't totally redeem himself is I think you can't completely just alleviate all my concerns about some inconsistencies. So so that that would be the thing for me. But in terms of an on-the-field performance, it was a 180 for him, Zach. I mean, he was good at the start as usual, but had a strong, consistent practice. I thought he ended practice as good as he had ever been. 
so far this training camp. Uh, he had an interception in 11 on 11, two minute drills that kind of iced a game for the Titans defense. He had multiple pass breakups on those, uh, on those situations as well. The Bucs were staying away from Christian Fulton. They were intentionally going to the other side of the field and targeting Roger McCreary and Caleb Farley. And I thought Farley definitely step up, stepped up to the plate uh, with a lot of his PBUs and tight coverage. He won most of his one-on-ones. Austin had a video. He was with the, the Titans defense for most of the day. But watching the Titans DBs run six or seven straight wins in one-on-one situations against the Bucs receivers, like you said, no Tom Brady, no Mike Evans. Chris Godwin was practicing somewhat limited. He was in those one-on-one periods. Uh, But overall, a very good day from him. And you could tell just talking to Mike Vrabel, talking to coaches, where they said, yeah, not his best day. Uh, And I know uh, a lot of the coaches ran out and congratulated him after the interception and live period. They all felt very good about where he came from. But I'm not all the way back because he's still a little inconsistent and he still had a really bad practice. And you're still relying on him to potentially be your cornerback too. You know, first round pick hadn't played a lot of football. The pressure's on him, just like Burks and some of the others. When you're a first round pick, you get a lot of money. I don't know if you're watching uh, Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions. Yep. But 20, you know, 24 mil, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. That signing bonus. Yep. It, you you just with a lot of money comes with a lot of responsibility especially when it's not earned and i'm not saying that first round picks aren't earned they obviously are in college but you earn them in a different way in the pros and Cal- caleb farley is realizing that and it's an unfortunate circumstance with the acl that wasn't his fault it, it happens but it doesn't help his case as he heads into the biggest year of his professional career because he'll get the most playing time and the most opportunity He's got to cut out his bad days. He's got to be more consistent and doing good days. He doesn't have to have all great days, but he you got to have good days. And as coaches always say, stack those days. Yep. So, Sam, before we get to good news, you mentioned to me pre-show a guy that we haven't talked a lot about. Who impressed you yesterday, and who is that player on the Tennessee Titans? I am excited about Hassan Haskins. I am. Yeah, I've been watching him the last couple days kind of develop. He really started catching my eye in Baltimore uh, when he – I was watching him out of the backfield. I'm just like, man, his hands look so natural. His route running is looking strong. And the more I've watched him this week, he just continues and continues to get more opportunity and continues to get better. He is – Better than all of their running backs besides Derrick Henry. And Derrick is just the size thing and pass protection. Hassan is not afraid of contact. He is a physical, tough runner who didn't have a ton of running success in Baltimore. But I liked, and the Titans coach is like, he didn't run away from contact. He went straight into it. He was a great run or a pass protecting blocker, which allowed him to chip guys, get into routes easier be more involved in the passing game. And I've seen that translate into practice consistently now where he's run, you know, chips his guy, runs a quick flat route, gets a pass, gets a big 10, 15 yard gain. He had a couple touchdowns from Ryan Tannehill working with the ones in play action scenarios, running routes as well. And I mean, if it he ran over, he ran over. Logan Ryan, I, it was about five yards in front of me in practice yesterday. I was kind of standing there, watched Haskins get the ball, thought, oh, okay, that's a pretty good game. And it's like he a bus hit Logan Ryan, just, just flattened him, sounded like cars colliding. The Titans sideline went crazy, and, and it really woke me up to this idea that they have to deal with Derrick Henry 25 times, maybe more a game, and when he's out, it's either a speedy Dontrell Hilliard or Hassan Haskins, who is going to take it right to you as well. I think it's a very exciting component of the Titans offense. And you mentioned earlier, it's trying to extend the shelf life of Derrick Henry with Malik Willis. Well, extending the shelf life of Derrick Henry with Malik Willis and Hassan Haskins. Now I really think you got something brewing. He continues to excite me and impress me, and I'm excited to watch him tomorrow night. Yeah, and look, the Titans tweeted out, I don't know, they're throwing shade on Logan Ryan, uh, but – they, the Titans tweeted out a picture of Haskins 
barreling over Logan Ryan. Did you see that by chance? I did. I did. Well, was that was, the play? Yes, it was vindication for me too. Zach. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I brought it up because I tweeted right when it happened. I tweeted the Hassan Haskins hit, and I started hearing rumblings that people were saying like Logan Ryan hit Hassan Haskins, and I'm like am I going crazy here? Like it was right in front of me and I'm looking at Braden Gall. Like we saw what we saw. Right. And he was like, yeah, hundred Hassan hit him. And I was, I was second guessing myself all afternoon. And then the Titans released the picture and uh, yeah, Logan Ryan being the one that was on his butt looking upwards at the sky kind of uh, told everybody what they needed to know about how that collision went down. Yeah. Well, look, shade day is usually on Wednesdays, but I think that shade was at, Korski because that was the conflicting report and it the Titans just, confirmed it, that it wasn't just him I will say like uh, I mean he there were multiple people that kind of came out and had said maybe from a different angle that it looked like Logan Ryan delivered the hit so I don't I don't want to shade him to uh, I don't want to shade PK too hard I know he did well PK that. would shade you so that's why you know that you you gotta hey you gotta fight fire with fire sometimes right. it All may right. be a small flame but you <laughs> You, 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 hey, that's that's how we, uh, A to Z right. holds accountability. That's what we do here. That's true, right? That's you fair. stand up and you be proud of that that logo on your hat. You know, don't shy away from accurate, it. accurate information right here. There we right. go. You saw what you saw, right? Yeah, well, again, there's a little little play involved there, but I, look, the running game is still what stirs the Titans' drink. That is their offense. It is not dynamic play from the wide receiver or 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 quarterback or tight end. That they run the football. They they hand it off to twenty two. Their best player. They get first down after first down. They do play action. They do bootleg, and they try to have an offensive philosophy that can keep the defense on their toes to score points. I've watched it. You've watched it. You've seen it. That's it. To have. And and here's really the facts. They've whiffed on, you know, Darrington Evans was a whiff. Yep. That was a high round pick that swing and a miss. Appalachian State, no thank you. Right. And now, so you bring in the Michigan man in, in Haskins and Hilliard stepped up last year in relief duty when Henry went down. He's so, been good this year too. Hilliard has been really good, you know, just running, being a change of pace guy. Uh, where Haskins, I feel like, models a little bit of Henry's running style of just being – I mean, he's more of a pass catcher for sure, but he will run right over you, whereas Hilliard's kind of the kind of your joystick. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, that was a great report. I think we learned a lot. We, we both think Malik Willis should be – or should start tomorrow night, right? We both think that Leonard Fournette was the first guy to throw the punch. We both think – you know, Caleb Farley is getting better – but he needs to get a lot better, right? I mean, he needs to be the guy. So I think we're on the same page there. And then Haskins, that was kind of news to me on his development and how much playing time will he get in the regular season? He can earn that the next two preseason games. For sure. All right, let's go to ain't that good news. But before we do, we do want to thank a great presenting sponsor, which is the Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery. The Bone and Joint Institute has you covered right there in Franklin, plus satellite locations all across Middle Tennessee. When you're hurt or injured or banged up, and it's not just Traylon Burks, it's it's not just Mike Evans. You can go to the Bone and Joint Institute for yourself. I've had shoulder surgery from Dr. Paul Thomas. There is my surgeon right there. He got my shoulder and my labrum fixed years ago. He is a doctor and a specialist at the Bone and Joint Institute. They have your specialist for you. You've just got to go visit. So don't fumble on your recovery. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. Go online, look up the location near you, and visit if you've got a knee, a hip, an ankle, or something that's hindering your life. Don't let it hinder it anymore. Also, don't let you know, the, the fear of sports betting hinder your ability to download the app. You can win some cash, baby. I won multiple, multiple hundreds of dollars, even thousands of dollars because Ooh. of BetMGM. And that was a thanks to, you know, the Bucks winning Super Bowl a couple of years. But it was also a th- thanks to the risk-free bet BetMGM gave me. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports, And as we've talked about, it is no run first inning Friday bet any major league baseball game to have no runs in the first inning and get up to $25 back. If only one run is scored in the first download bet MGM today, you see that right there in the middle 
of the screen. Let's get to it. It's Friday, and that means ain't that good news. So what I want you to do in the comment section is give us some good news. It's been a long week. Been a lot of work involved. Sam, you've been grinding at practice. It's Friday, so it's time to kind of, you know, let our hair down a little bit and tell us some good news. Uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to read a couple of, uh, of comments in yeah. the chat. Ethan is uh, going a little Luke Bryan right there. Luke Bryan. He's going hey. Luke Bryan tonight. Ethan's getting ready for that. Crunch time's good news. I've seen YouTube uh, AD of Burks making a one-hand catch. No talking or anything. Very weird, but I loved it. So, yeah, Burks is I, – I think he just goes about his business, it sounds like. Yep, very much. Very, very much. He made a nice play, made a couple nice plays against the, the Bucs, but I haven't seen him being too uh, – too animated to very much Kyle Phillips is like that way. A lot of this rookie class is very uh, head down, hard nose, uh, Titan, Tennessee Titans mentality. Love to see it. And I will say you want to stick around for my good news. So if anybody is watching, don't leave. You're going to want to watch this. I, uh, I want your good news. All right. Uh, Zach says uh, my good news. He got asked to be on an interview panel this afternoon. First time he's ever gotten to do that. So congratulations to Zach. Sean says, it's football time in Tennessee. High school football officially kicks off. What is that week? I don't know what they do. Week zero, week one, week half, week 0.5. But that means high school football, that is an adrenaline for a lot of parents and a lot of young young players, including you know uh, Sean Gill, as he is excited about that. Second official season for Westridge Wolves. His son is a junior this year. So best of luck, Sean, as we've kind of followed his sporting career as you've watched the show uh billy says his only daughter got married wednesday very proud of her that is good news so billy That's congratulations great. right there more, more good news is rolling in uh eric says going to watch the new dragon ball super movie been waiting for it since 2018 so that's good news for eric right there tiffany just signed a new contract at work for a big bonus so, Tiffany, a little dough in your pocket. Sam, what's your good news? And I'll get to uh, some more in the chat, and I'll get to mine. Yeah, I, I, got, a, I got a small little good news kind of going off some of the ones we saw here. I'm a movie guy, Zach. I love, love, love cinema. I, I love film. I try and watch every movie that comes out for, like, the year, and I rate them. Total it's, movie you are Bizarro Austin because Austin doesn't watch a single movie and you are a cinematic. That's it. I didn't know that I, about you, Sam. I, I, I got into it a couple of years ago and I have just like, I, I just fell in love with movies and I, yeah, I try and watch as many as possible, but it's been a couple of weeks since I've been able to go kind of the transition down uh, to, to getting situated here in Nashville and starting with training camp. It's been hectic. I'm finally making a return to the movie theater tonight. I might go see Elvis because I haven't seen that yet somehow. I'd like and to I see might that. Go see, there's a, another low-key one called Vengeance with BJ Novak from The Office. Looks very funny that I want to go see. So I don't know yet, but I'm good news. I'll be back in a movie theater uh, enjoying something that I love. There you go. That is good news. So enjoy that and get ready for tomorrow's preseason action. Uh, Nick says, it's his birthday going to David Buster's. So Nick Martinez, who I recognize the name, has been a, a viewer of the show for quite some time. Happy birthday to you. Tighten up Ohio. Good news tonight. Or finally get the weekend off. I'm going to be spending the time with family at the lake and watching football. So that yeah. is also good news. We got some really good, 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 good news. Justin's girlfriend is recovering from surgery. So best of uh, best wishes to her. Big Ten Jeff has some Big Ten news. Surprise, surprise. Big Ten signed the biggest media rights deal <laughs> and has pissed off SEC fans. Well, Jeff, look, here's what I would say to you. I'm with Jeff. I'm with Jeff. You don't own that song, bud. Okay? That song ain't yours. That song is the SEC's. It always will be, always has been. So don't go try to state claim of ownership of that SEC song. That's SEC country. That's my song. You guys don't want to hear my thoughts on uh, <laughs> you, you guys don't want to hear my thoughts on Big Ten. Big Ten. I'm a Big Ten guy. I'm with Jeff. We know. We know. I'm a Big Ten guy. Right, so Big Jeff, uh, Big Big Ten Jeff now has a friend. Yeah, Sam. Big it, Ten. Big Ten Jeff. I am with you. 
I don't know who your team is, but ILL, uh, Big Ten is superior, runs deep. So uh, uh, I'll Aaron, leave that. <laughs> Aaron's going to see Jurassic World. Oh, it's out in Blu-ray, so that's what Aaron yeah. is going to do. Uh, so a ton of good news. We appreciate all your good news. Here's my good news, okay? Again, don't leave. Don't leave. I oh, saw yeah. this on – I saw I this – oh, go ahead. I'm getting on the edge of my seat. Yeah. There we go. I saw this this morning on the internet, and I, I have to play it. I have to play this because this is riveting. I said this is an internet video. That's all it is. There's two guys that are going to vacation in Mexico. These two individuals, they get lost. They they're driving the Mexican streets. And I was in Cancun. They're actually going to Cancun, but like I was in Cancun. That's when I got engaged. Uh, in early July, they're driving. They go down the wrong street and they get confronted by I the cartel. Think, I think I've seen this. I think I've seen this. So we'll see how this plays out. But I think this is good news for these two guys. Because if I was in this situation, Sam, if you and I were in this situation, I'd be like, oh, here it is. Yeah. Logan, don't, don't. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No problem. No problem. Okay. What? What? Do what? Do what? Can we go? Uh-huh. Where's on? Oh my God. Please, please, please. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no problem. What's your name? Aaron. Aaron. See you. Logan. What's your name? Philip. No problem. Can you speak English a little? Please don't kill us. No problem. Me. <laughs> Hopefully you don't go into El Chapo's uh, property. And I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, what would I do? I mean, that's the scariest thing ever. That well, that's the fight or flight, right? We you you mentioned fight or flight earlier. There's that sudden moment where it's, do I stop and try and talk to them, or do I hit the gas and try and go through them? Wow. They, I mean, they obviously did the right thing, but I, yeah, I mean, that's all to make though. That's a, that's a, because wow. I think they start shooting immediately. Right. I mean, they have, yeah. they've got machine guns. <laughs> so my good news is that those guys escaped and the leader of the cartel gang area was, was nice. He was a good guy. He, he just, he, he's so, no problem. No problem. Philippe, man. He's just, he's, he's there to make, he's like, Hey. We don't want no trouble. We were just making sure. Uh, here, here's my last good news. Uh, I am heading to Memphis this weekend and uh, getting prepared for wedding festivities as I'm oh. getting married next year. So, uh, you know, it's fun. You know, there's a lot of fun. It's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. We love wedding. But, you know, it, it, it will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, you know, one step in the right direction of, of getting closer to that. So, 
good news all around. We had some good news from the chat. Great show there, Sam. Did a great job uh, filling in. You'll get some more some reps next next week on top of all the stuff that's going to be going on with the Titans. You got preseason action on Saturday night. You got joint practice against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals next week, which will be on tap. Make sure you subscribe. Plus, here it is. The show's about to end, so there's my last-ditch effort. You got to go subscribe to our A to Z's film room. We have James Foster. We have a Ryan Tannehill film breakdown today. So if you have enjoyed these, you're really going to like Ryan Tannehill on tap today for Titans fans. Go over A to Z Sports film room. You can search that in YouTube. Subscribe. we got Instagram and TikTok and all the others. But Ryan Tannehill dropping today. Be on the lookout right there. Sam, great job today. We will be back uh, and we'll react with everybody else on Monday morning, but also kind of watch the game through the internet and through social media streams on Saturday. We've got coverage locked down for you. We'll see you then. Adios.